Guys, go ahead. We'll pass on the introductory comment. Coach, how much hype is there for this late night, as, you, as far as you can tell from the fan base, compared to all the other ones you've had here? Uh, I would say this, from from what I can tell, this is probably the, the most anticipated uh, start of the season that we've had since I've been here. Uh, but I'm not sure that's that's 100% reliable because I don't really talk to a great portion of the fan base. But based on what people have told me, uh, uh, that there seems to be uh, uh, no shortage of anticipation and, and, and the way the ticket sales have gone this summer without even putting them on sale and already sold the building out every seat and things like that. I, I think that I think there's as much hype around this year as any. And, and, and uh, I think it's large part because of the unknown because we've had other good players and, and other good teams returning. This team hasn't proven itself at all, but still the, the unknown of having a good recruiting class uh, I think has everybody pretty excited. So you've had unknowns plenty of times, but it, it seems like, from what I can tell you, you've felt pretty good about these unknowns. Can you just discuss that, the difference between the known unknowns and, and what, what you know about this team already? Well, I think, I think this team is, uh, uh, is different than, than most of the teams that we've had here, maybe all the teams we've had here, because we're as deep as we've ever been. We probably have as many good players in the gym as we've ever had. Uh, and, and we certainly are are, are long and and, uh, and you know can play with you know five or six bigs where in years past we may have been a little limited in doing so, but it really doesn't make a huge difference except in practice if you're deep and less injuries occur and, and, and foul trouble occurs and things like that because we've had some success playing primarily six guys and we've had success playing nine or ten guys and so. Uh, uh, but but I do think it could be a team that could play with more reckless abandon, especially defensively, because uh, uh, foul problems hopefully won't be as big a concern uh, trying to protect guys as it has been in years past uh, uh, with trying to keep key guys on the floor, you know, 30 to 35 minutes. So I'm excited about it. It's it's uh, we're, we are talented, but by no means do we know how to play, and by no means are we ready to play. So we're still a long ways away. Is there anything, uh, any one thing athletically or basketball-wise that uh, Embiid, if that's how you pronounce it, does yeah. better than any big man you've had before? Well, he's he's got the best feet. You know, I, I, uh, if, if when you guys watch Joel uh, play, you'll say he's got unbelievable feet. I mean, uh, he's like a six-footer, uh, things he can do with his feet. And I think, in, you know, uh, uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, – Olajuwon, you know, early in his career, not saying he's Olajuwon, I'm not saying that at all, but, but, but you know, some similarities uh, uh, when he was real raw when he was young, but always had great feet, light on his feet. And I think Joel's the same way. Uh, uh, he's, he's got a long ways to go from a strength standpoint, a toughness standpoint, to be able to play, you know, a, a ton of minutes uh, his rookie season. But uh, he can do some things and move in a way that very few big guys we've had has moved. Well, let me talk about Andrew Wiggins and, I guess, um, him committing to the program. What does that mean overall, and what can you say about him, a player? Well, I mean, getting Andrew, you know, we've recruited good players in the past, uh, but getting him, I think, was something that kind of uh, uh, made people maybe even nationally look at us in a different light because we've recruited a lot of good players but we haven't really 
had a ton of success recruiting the you know top three or four players in the respective classes in the country and 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 uh, uh, you know he obviously uh, has that distinction and so I, I do think from a from a standpoint of other recruits and things like that it brought instant attention to our program but after he gets here none of that matters anymore and so uh, uh, He's very talented. He has a ton of potential, but he, but but he's just a freshman, and he's going to be finding his way just like everybody else. And the expectations that have been put on him by outside factors or, or, or media members comparing him to this person or that person are really not fair at all. Uh, um, he has he has a chance to become a great player, but you know I would not say he's a great player yet. He's a great prospect, and and, and certainly. Uh, uh, hopefully he'll develop in a way where he can become a great player very, very quickly. But what are the growing pains you expect from Connor as a freshman? I, I would say all freshmen go through growing pains, Bob. Uh, the, the one thing with, with, with Connor, and you see it all, all around, he is a shooter. He's a scorer, but, he, but he's probably a shooter before he's even a scorer. And, and with that... You get to the college level and you got bigger guys closing out at you and the game's a little faster and you got to get your shot off a little quicker and things like that. Sometimes you see guys really labor, labor to shoot the ball with the same consistency they shot it in high school. And I would say that to me, even though it's not a concern, because he'll have a green light with us, uh, but it is something that I bet he has to go through. Uh, because uh, in college, in high school, you know, he could miss six in a row, and he, and he, and he knew he was going to get six more and believe the, six, the seventh one was going in through 12 or whatnot. And, and in college, you're not going to get that many looks. And so he goes from being a, a volume-type consistent shooter to now being able to maybe not get off near as many looks but still yet having to have the same effectiveness. And sometimes that's tough for a guy that's been a volume shooter to do. So what, what do you expect? Um, you mentioned Andrew, but what do you expect the, the adjustments for him are um, basketball-wise? I, th I think with Andrew, and we've talked about this, uh, you know, technically he was a junior in high school last year, and he reclassified to become a senior. So when we started recruiting Andrew, he was a sophomore, and, and people were already saying this, this, and that about him. And so even last year as, as, a, as an entering junior in, in, in high school last summer, summer before last, uh, he showed some flashes of, 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 of dominance. But the one thing I would say is he didn't do it on a consistent basis. He, he's, a, he's a guy that I think, uh, and I think everybody that knows him would say the same thing, that, that relies on athletic ability and, and turning it on when it needs to be turned on. And when you get to this level and even, uh, uh, and even at, at a very high level of, of high-quality ball, you've got a lot of guys that, that, that uh, if you play that way, you'll never get it turned on. And so he has to become a, a, a consistent guy that tries to impact every possession in whatever way, shape, or form there is for him to impact it. Because he could be our, he could be our best defender. He could be our best shot blocker. He could be our best lane runner. He could be our best offensive rebound. He could be a lot of things. Uh, uh, but if he doesn't do it every possession, he won't be any of those things. And so I think that's the big thing with him is he's got to, he's got to learn to compete in order to win a possession every possession of a game. In the limited practice time you've had, how would you assess his coachability? Oh, he's a, he, he, he's a 10. All, our, all of our young kids have been 10s. I mean, this has been a great group to work with. And, and uh, 
if, if there is stubbornness, it's strictly from a competitive standpoint, which I find that to be pretty attractive. And, and uh, uh, but but there's, there hasn't been any stubbornness from, from a want-to-learn standpoint. These, these guys have all been 10s. Seasons to start keeps getting earlier and earlier, earlier and practice yeah. earlier and earlier. Are you in favor of that, and, and especially with a team as young as you have? Yeah, I'm in favor of it this year. Yeah. And then if, if we have very many guys return, I'll be against it next year. So, so I do think the season's too long. Uh, uh, but the way that they have done it, they, they've, uh, they've done it in a way. I think the women were, were ahead of us in this regard because they did it a couple years ago. But they've done it in a way where basically you don't have to cram so much stuff in so fast. You can probably take your time and be a better teacher. And then also you don't have to wear the guys' bodies out so much because uh, uh, you, know, you can be on two days off day on two days off a day until you get your body in shape where you're where you're prepared to practice right now there, there will not be one team in America from a conditioning standpoint that's prepared to practice uh, uh, for for a November 1st type practice uh, there won't be one there's no way you can be and if you are th those 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 teams will be worn out by February so so I mean it's gonna be a situation where you kind of will work them hard but there's no reason to have three and a half hour practices in September and, and so, uh, at least from my vantage point, so we'll condense everything and, and maybe do a hard day, then a teaching day, then a hard day to a teaching day until we get into the, 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 the point in time, you know, October 15th to 20th or whatever, where we really need to start grinding it out. So, uh, but I do think it's a positive on, on the overall. There's no question. But it, it does make for a long season if you don't handle it right. Well, do you see Frank Mason being able to come in right away and pushing deer? Oh, yeah, there's no question he, uh, Frank can push in the deer. No question, and the deer knows that. So, so um, uh, Frank's talented. He's he's tough. He's a pit bull. Uh, probably as competitive as anybody we have. But does he know how to lead and things like that? Those those are the questions that need to be answered. Uh, that that he can certainly learn from the deer, uh, and he's doing so every day. So, uh, uh, but certainly he's he's in a battle though for playing time with the deer. But but he's still got a long ways to go from knowing how to run a team, I believe. The reckless abandon you can use on defense, is that good with a group like this that's so young and has to learn the defense you want to teach them? Yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll at least I hope we won't, Kevin. I don't I don't want to compromise uh being sound uh to try and to showcase length or speed or anything like that. We're gonna to try to be sound. But I do think if we can be sound we can extend and do some things that are our prior teams haven't done as much of and and a lot of people will say well he's going to press and I didn't say that at all uh, uh, but we can pressure in ways that maybe we haven't done in the past and and uh, and and be quick enough to make some mistakes and still recover if we're if we're extending our defense. We saw Perry kind of go from having a, a tough first yep. half of last season to a light bulb seem to go off now where does he take that this season? He could Perry could easily be our leading scorer this year. He could be, and he could be our fourth leading scorer. But, but he's certainly talented enough to be our leading scorer. He's been great. He he he's uh, he had a great uh, last third. I'd say the last third, Bob, probably from February on last year, and then and then he uh, uh, certainly had a, a really good spring and a great summer. So, uh, I, I I really think that Perry will take the next step. And you know, Perry was really a really really good high school player and struggled. So. You know, you got other guys that are really good high school players, and they're going to come in and go through some of the same things that Perry went through. So that's why it's hard to get too excited, I think, about certain situations until you've had a chance to have them play in big games and things like that over a period of time. But I do think by January we should have a pretty good feel on.
who we are and what can we expect out of our young kids. But Perry, Perry, uh, Perry's in the mix without question. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like a, a loud, outspoken kind of leader. So where does that come from on this team? Do you even know yet? Uh, probably Nadir. I say Nadir and Tariq to me are the best, uh, the best uh, candidates to be the the vocal leaders. Uh, uh, everybody can put their their leadership ability uh, to use in a way that that fits their personality and still yet can benefit the team. But there's some that that have to get outside their comfort zone in order to become a, a, a great leader. I don't I don't think you can be a great leader unless you talk. And and Perry and Frank and and guys like that have to become better talkers to become viewed as great leaders, in my opinion. The term college ready body is used a lot when describing Wayne Selden. What kind of things does that allow for you to do offensively and defensively with him? Well, he's you know Wayne Wayne is a is a guard that can probably play, you know, at least two and maybe three spots. He could be an emergency backup point if need be, you know, maybe moving forward. And he's probably strong enough and big enough to defend a four. So he's probably as versatile as any kid we have. Uh, but the, but the big thing is with freshmen a lot of times, and, and you'll see this. Uh, uh, with guys we've had in the past, or, or, or use an example of Connor this year, uh, you know, there, there's something when you're trying, when you're used to going around guys, and now guys can kind of put their forearm on you and can hold you and keep you in front of them that way. That makes it difficult for guys that aren't as strong to adapt. Wayne won't have that problem because Wayne Wayne's a guy that that physically uh, can can basically uh, use his own street to offset other people's. Uh, uh, strength that go against him. He, he's probably about as strong as any f freshman that we've had for a guard. I mean, I don't think we've had many like him. Bill, is it complicated at all to deal with the sort of the, the hype that some of these guys have gotten, maybe Andrew specifically, but and still get across the point of your expectations from that out of out of what, what other people are saying? Yeah, I, I you know, Valhalla, it, yeah, I think it probably can be. Uh, we really haven't that's been something that we probably haven't labored with as much here for whatever reason. This year may be a little bit different because people are saying so many good things about a group of kids that have done absolutely nothing. Uh, uh, and, and so from, from a collegiate standpoint. And, and uh, in their mind, they think they're ready. But, you know, uh, uh, I think even in the short time they've been here, they realize that this is a little bit different than what they probably had anticipated. So uh, um, I... I I don't think it's going to be a. I don't, I don't think it'll be a huge problem, but certainly it's going to be one that we have to talk about a lot. And and if if we can focus in on us being good, it'll it'll work. If we focus in on the individuals being good, it won't work. And and because if we're good, that means the individuals have played very very well themselves individually. If you know you can have a guy play well and our team stink, uh, uh, but you can have you. But it'd be hard for our team to be really good and not look at our team individually and say, hey, that kid performed pretty well. Just to jump on that uh, subject, is there any extra pressure on you uh, with the expectation of, of these recruits coming in, like Wiggins, to, to turn them into good basketball players quickly? Well, you know, since I've been here, that's one thing. I've, I've never felt any pressure <laughs> since I've been here. So, so uh, I, think there's, I think there's pressure being a, a coach at a, at a, at a you know, high-profile place all the time, but is there extra pressure? No. Um, I, th I think that my staff has done a pretty good job in developing guys, and, and certainly, uh, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of it falls on me. I know, but uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna please everybody, and 
And certainly we're going to go through ups and downs where, where people think that we shouldn't be going through downs, but usually the downs are what allow us to be good in the end and, and stuff like that. So, so uh, uh, we won't get hung up on that. And, but but is, there, is there pressure for us to be good? There is every year. Uh, uh, but the ultimate responsibility still falls, if you're talking about developing individuals, the ultimate responsibility still falls on the individuals. And, and uh, we got to put them in the right spots and, and, and certainly uh, allow them to, to utilize their skill set and, and motivate them a certain way. But, but still, they got to want to work. And, and, and if, if wanting to work is not part of the equation, then, then the individuals will never live up to the hype. Uh, but, if, but if this group wants to work, I do think there's a chance that they could all be pretty pleased in the end. Coach, what are you hoping to get from Tarek for this season? From who? Tarek. From Tarek? Uh, well, I think Tarek has, he'll have a great chance to play as much as he wants. He'll have a great chance to start. He's, he's, a, he's a guy that's, uh, you know, not very often do you, do you recruit a, 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 a senior that's already started three years and, and uh, have him come in and be as well respected and, and uh, basically uh, be the leader of our big guys already. So, so uh, uh, I'm expecting him to have a, a big year, and he has prepared himself to have a big year uh, because he's worked very, very hard. How is the ceiling of this team compared to some of your other really great teams? I don't, you know, the, you know, we've had some pretty good teams. I mean, uh, you know, you stop and think about the last seven years, I think our teams have averaged 33 wins a year. And, and uh, that's for over seven years. And if this team got to 33 wins, it would be an unbelievable year considering how difficult the schedule is. So, so uh, uh, I would say if you're talking about the ceiling, if everything fell right come March, I, I would think that this team's ceiling would be very high. But I don't, I don't think we're anywhere close to being, talk, being compared to any of the great teams that's come through here yet. It's, not even close. Uh, we have a lot of unanswered questions, but you know, if, if guys develop and mature and things fall right and stay healthy and things like that, then there's no reason why this team cannot be a team that could be you know very tough to deal with by the end. You'd like having so many tough opponents early so that your guys can see just how much I, I, better they have. To I, I, I would. Uh, Larry Keating's over there. Uh, 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 I think we may. I, I think that maybe this year we we maybe overextended ourselves a little bit. Uh, Larry would know it off the top of our head, but I, th I, th I think we go Duke, three games in Atlantis, at Florida, Georgetown, San Diego State, New Mexico. Yeah, back to back to back to back to back to back. So, so, so I don't know if there's any team in America that would be doing anything like that. So, but I do like the fact that we're playing a hard schedule. But, but I think. Hard schedules expose yourself what your true weaknesses are, so it's not camouflaged by, by maybe playing some some opponents that you can get by with some things. So in the end, it, it will help us playing a hard schedule. There's no question. With Perry, what, what areas did you want to see him improve? With with off, Perry. With Perry going into the offseason, then where do you think he's he's improved this summer? Well, I think I think he's he's a natural scorer, and I think you know just basically confidence and and having the. Uh, the confidence to make plays like he did towards the end of the season last year. Uh, I think last year he was trying to fit in and, and, and be one of many. And I think this year he's got to have more of a hungry attitude, which I do think he has. Is this his personality, though? Uh, you know, his personality is it, he's very quiet and, and, and the appearance of laid back. But he's also a guy that's 
been the state player of the year four times in a row and, 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 and won four state ch championships. So, you know, he got some, he, the fire burns. There's no question. I think that sometimes he's got to, I think sometimes as a young kid, no matter how you try to stress it, they still want to please the older kids and things like that. And now we're so young this year, he's one of the older kids. So I, I don't think, I don't think he'll have a problem with that at all. Similar to Andrew at all, kind of quiet a little bit. Uh, I don't. Uh, Perry is a whole different level of quiet. <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, uh, you could be in a room with Perry and neither person speak for 24 hours. I mean, he's that he's that kind of quiet. Uh, uh, Andrew's not like that at all. So so, but but Andrew uh, does take kind of a laid back approach, which which is similar in that regard. Have you tried to? kind of scare them a little bit to get them to be more vocal or you just kind of let their personalities be what they are? No, no, we have we have different ways to try to get everybody to talk and be more vocal. Absolutely. Yeah, we 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 work on that and we'll get better at that. You know, this is what's you know, we're we're 4 weeks into school starting. So so uh uh no we haven't converted everybody to totally change their personality and and things like that in 4 weeks, but but I think guys will grow into what what they're role will be and and of course their role everybody would be you know everybody's got to become better communicators so bill is it easy for you to talk to perry oh no i perry feels comfortable perry's perry's much more comfortable with me as well like he'll come in the office and we'll sit down and you know you know have a 30 or 45 second conversation <laughs> so so, so uh, uh, uh which is much better than what it was uh, uh when he first got here so uh uh, uh but no he, he perry's a lot more comfortable I, I think the big thing with perry is him being comfortable uh, and and uh, he's a terrific kid, and, and it's it's nice to see him kind of grow in that way, which he's definitely doing. With so many new guys uh, and some talented veterans, do you foresee anybody being asked to redshirt? I don't know about asked to redshirt. I, I, I foresee us talking about it with maybe one or two guys. Um, you know, the the possibilities on, on who could potentially do such a thing is, is limited because – you know, we've already had some guys either transfer a red shirt and, and that kind of stuff. So, so uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, let's say, one guy red shirted, things like that. But it won't be because we tell them you have to. It'll be because they think and their family thinks it's best for their career or whatnot. And, and uh, uh, I still, I, I'm, I'm a big, after seeing Travis and Jeff with you, I can't understand if you're not in the mix in your top nine or something like that, why you, as a young kid, why you wouldn't consider that, because if you just follow what they did, I mean, those guys had unbelievable careers, and, and just because they were patient, and, and, and so sometimes I think that that's, that's something that kids need to look at, but I don't know who that would be just yet, it, a lot depends on how things play out in practice sessions. What's the biggest thing Landon Lucas got out of his retreat year? Well, I think he's become much more athletic. I, and, and he's much more confident. He's much, you know, he's he's obviously more explosive and has a little bit more of a scores mentality. And he's very, very bright, so he he gets what we're doing. Uh, he's one of those guys that, over time, he's going to be a really good player for Kansas. He he's going to be a really good player, and but but he's going he's going to be a guy that gradually gains on it, and he's just starting to scratch the surface and get it. So uh, uh, I could not be more pleased on where he is at this stage of his career compared to where I thought he would be when we recruited him. He's, he's far ahead of schedule from my perspective. Obviously, people have a lot of attention on Andrew as a freshman, but even before he committed, this freshman class yeah. was pretty stacked. Can you talk about maybe some of the other guys who oh. are not getting the attention because of Andrew's hype? 
Well, Wayne Selden's. You guys will see. He's 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 prepared in lot large part because of physically he's prepared and 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 Brandon Green's a talented long wing and and uh, uh, you know to me Connor Frankamp if, if there's somebody that shoots it better uh, I'd like to see it because this guy can shoot it maybe as well as anybody we've we've had here period I mean he's really a good shooter uh, now can he do it under game conditions and things like that remains to be seen but we certainly think he can. And, uh, I think Tariq Black may have been the whole steal of any recruiting class in America because, you know, here here's a guy that that is, you know, a, a potential, I mean, a potential draft pick that that uh, uh, you get all the maturity and 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 the guy that already knows how to work and things like that coming in, you know, for one year and he knows it has to be a banner season for him or or the transfer wasn't worth it. So I mean, he's he's hungry and and. Uh, uh, you know, Joel is is probably as talented as big kid as we've ever had, in large part because he's 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 so good on his feet. Uh, but there's a lot of guys with the potential tag around their neck that hasn't done anything yet. But but I do think that this class can be. And I don't know who I left out. Frank Mason is. You guys will see. He's he's he he's a guy that signed with Towson, you know, out of high school and and didn't qualify and goes to prep school and, and we're. You know, we're begging him to come here, and, and, and I think that you guys will understand why after you watch him play. He's a guy that has a chance to be a terrific player. So we're real excited about our entire class. And Andrew was, uh, was icing on the cake, but this class would have been one of our better classes even if Andrew hadn't come. What did Fran do in that, that prep school year? Where he stand out? Maybe he hadn't done. Well, I don't know. I, we didn't recruit him at high school, so I don't know what he did or didn't do in high school. But I know he, 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 uh, he did a great job uh, leading his team, uh, uh, being very coachable, and, and, and basically uh, understanding that, that he had a chance to be at a real high level where maybe he never saw that early on in his high school career. And, and, and it was great motivation for him. I mean, this kid's he's got he, he he's got a lot of fire in his belly. He, he's he's excited to be here and and uh, definitely without question one of the most two or three athletic kids on our team. Do you think having this many recruits that are highly thought of that you sign helps in recruiting for the future? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I think so. The, the the more kids that you sign that that. Uh, uh, Advance and go on and play at the next level is the best way to help yourself recruiting. But, but uh, uh, there's no question. I think kids want to go where they know the other good players are playing. And and you know, there's many schools out there that can state that claim. But certainly, we're one of them. So, Coach, you mentioned Brennan. I guess what's his skill set? Do you remind you of any players he's had in the past? Uh, he's bigger. You know, he's he's a legit six seven with great range and vision and. Good ball skills. I mean, he, he's uh, uh, you know he's got a lot tightened a lot of things up. But but you know in, in any other recruiting class he'd be a headliner. And and so uh, so he he's 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 a good player though. He's really a nice player. Bill, we always ask you about the rotation, but how deep could this this team go? Well, it really doesn't matter uh, uh, because we'll probably only play nine. So so uh, but I do think it could be a different nine. I think it's one of those teams that. That uh, uh, it could be a different nine depending on who's playing well, because uh, uh, 
that kind of stuff. But it, it is it is a, a team at least right now looking at it. Of course, everybody's deeper when the season starts than they are at the end because coaches get comfortable and certain guys play better than other guys. So a lot of times coaches foresee the rotation being nine, but it's really seven when it counts. And, and But I do think this could be a, a year where we play a solid nine uh, in every big game, which which we probably haven't done uh, in years past. Coach, heading into the season, then, do you have a solid, firm stance on whether or not this is the best recruiting class ever? Or do you want to make some amendments to that? Best recruiting class ever? Of, of, for you. Oh, I'd say, yeah, this is the most talented class that we signed. You know, uh, uh, Julian, Brandon, and Mario, and Micah Downs, I mean, that, that was pretty good. I mean, you got three McDonald's All-American plus Brandon, who would have made it, but he wasn't eligible for it. And and so I, I don't know if, if, you know, when you talk about Four quality guys. I don't know if we have any guys with more quality than that, but we do have more. So, so um, I, you know, when you when you talk about a class of eight, uh, you know, I, I do think of the eight, there's eight pretty good players there. So, it's without question the deepest class we've had. And of course, it remains to be seen if it's the best one. But I certainly think it has the potential to be the best one.